Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the expanded Pacific Test Rugby League programme receives the thumbs up. The World 7 Series reaches crunch time, and Fiji target a swift return to junior rugby's top tier. But first, the Pacific Oceania Davis Cup tennis team have won promotion to Asia Oceania Group 3 after an unbeaten week in Bahrain. The Dolphins team of Vanuatu's Cyril Jacoby, Tahiti's Heve Kelly, Guam's Daniel Lavenis and Brett Bodenay from the Cook Islands beat the United Arab Emirates 2-1 in the playoff final at the weekend following wins over Iraq, Bahrain and Jordan in the round robin. Team captain Gilles de Guy says his players were forced to dig deep. It was a challenge and everyone uh, really enjoys this week. Winning is always better, you know, but everyone has to work uh, quite uh, toughly, I should say on person and to get a finally a result and it was really a teamwork you know and that's a great achievement so yeah and also it was a certain pressure we know that um, if we didn't get to the third group uh, division uh, next year or maybe uh, the men's Davis Cup you know were purely and simply uh, cancelled for for the Oceania so it was also uh, some pressure from uh, from us to do well, you know, so, and we did it, so it's great, and we had to wait the last second with a crucial match and with a lot of suspense, and it's even better when you win like that, you know, even if we are not used to to spend some time and training together, because we are all uh, split in a different islands, it was just great to have this, uh, maybe island spirit, it means when we come, we go together, we are so happy to just be all together. Gilles de Guy says he hopes to have the same team back next year to compete in Group 3. Cyril Jacoby signalled this would be his last Davis Cup appearance, having made his debut in 1999, but admits he's now in two minds. When you end on a win like this, it's a good thing because you, you, know, you, you end on a positive and uh, you can actually uh, say, look, I finished well and I did help the Pacific Oceania team to, to get the promotion. But then it's quite weird to end on a, on a win. Maybe I should give it another shot, you know? We did speak longly with the team, and uh, and Jill was actually quite disappointed that uh, I was, you know, I was gonna, you know, pull out of Davis Cup uh, for next year and stuff. To my other commitments that I have, I've just got a newborn, uh, 11 month old baby, which uh, requires a bit more time at home and stuff like that. So, therefore, time for training and time for uh, tournament preps around the Pacific gets uh, gets a bit harder. So uh, that's why I actually wanted to stop because I just couldn't train anymore. The fun on the trips is still really, really good, and I still really want to want to travel and actually play the tournament. But I'm the kind of guy that doesn't want to go uh, play unless I've had a good uh, training program or a good uh, a good preparation prior to going. You know, so. But I am actually contemplating now about doing next year again. But we did speak with the captain, with Jill, and he did say, you know, uh, what about if you'd ask your partner and bring your kid over and we have one more together to see if we can actually do the promotion back up to Group 2 because we've been in Group 2 for the last, I think, seven years, from 2004 to 2011, maybe. 
we've been in Group Two, and the last couple of years we've been going down. Um, so we're a bit disappointed with that. So if we can get the, the team back up to Group Two, then yeah, but we'll see what happens. Jill talked about you know your experience and. Uh, the experience of someone like Brett, who I think has had now 12 years that he's been a part of the team, which I think is a record for Pacific Oceania. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. everyone's quite young, and I know people are quite excited about Heve and how he went and his potential. But, um, you know, I guess if you have a team that's yeah. all as young as him, it might be challenging. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, Heve is a really, really, uh, a really talented, I think he's about six foot six now, or six foot five, upcoming superstar for the Pacific. You know, I think he's going to be the, the next leader of this team. I totally understand and I totally respect um, Jill's point of view that uh, he does want a couple younger players, but he still needs a couple experience. I wouldn't say veteran because I'm not a veteran. I'm just I'm only 32 years old, but I've been in there for about 11 years as well. He's actually still shocked that I, I didn't change my mind, but I did promise my wife and I did promise myself that it was going to be my last one. So uh, I'm in two worlds right now. It's still uh, the week after, so we'll have a discussion with the missus and then we'll see how that goes. But finding time to prep and stuff like that you know I'm, I'm in charge of uh two businesses i run a gym and i have my tennis academy with my mother that i want really want to invest my time in next year so we'll see how that works that's vanuatu tennis player cyril jacoby singapore also won promotion to group three next year rugby league's governing body has given the expanded pacific test weekend the thumbs up Samoa and Fiji beat Tonga and Papua New Guinea in a Pacific Island double header on the Gold Coast, expanding on the one-off clashes of the previous two years. Newey also thumped South Africa as part of the standalone weekend of representative matches. International Development Manager for the Rugby League International Federation and NRL, Taz Bateri, says the past weekend shows there is strong interest in the international game. What it does now demonstrate is that there's this window uh, in the NRL season where we're totally going to be devoted to uh, international football, and that's what the NRL's tried to do on this weekend, just passed, and it appears to be something that's worked out fine. Everybody has a lot of positive feedback and some good games, and let's hope that it gets bettered in into the future of the television program that we've got now annually. This year, with two Pacific Test matches, the Polynesian Cup, between Samoa and Tonga and the Melanesian Cup between Fiji and Papua New Guinea. For some reason, this year in the third year seems to have got the most resonance. There seems to have been more interest this year from the public, uh, more interest from the media, more interest from uh, just rugby league in general. There seems to be a, a bigger build-up, more excitement. What do you think was different about this year? I think we're building. Um, we've had two years where we've played in the Sydney Western Suburbs out at Penrith. I think those two years demonstrated that there was an appetite for such an event. And the extension of adding two Pacific Test matches just demonstrate the desire to uh, take another risk to see how it, it is viewed by the media and also the spectators. And as you said, Vinny, it received a great endorsement by the public, by the television people, and I think it's something that will get, as I said earlier, better in into the future. And I guess from a playing perspective, um, we've seen at World Cups some high-profile players turn out for Pacific teams because it's a World Cup and sometimes they miss out on perhaps their first country of choice. But with the likes of Frank Pritchard committing to Samoa uh, and we saw uh, Sam Cassiano turning out for the tour as well and Sikamanu now very committed to Tonga and Conrad Hurrell playing for them and some of the other big names that were playing across the Pacific lineups, uh, there seems to be more willingness from some top players as well to 
you know, to play for those specific countries and making the lineups and the games and, and everything just of a higher standard? Sometimes it could be a little bit of a torture for a player, you know, to make a choice between country, uh, his family's heritage, and then the rep football that's available to them. But I've got to take my hat off to all the players that put their hand up to play for Tonga Samoa and even Fiji and Papua New Guinea. They made a choice, uh, and the choice was one of uh, defending, you know, their, the culture of their parents, the respect they have for their parents. It was fairly evident that a number of players did have to make a decision. For example, even B.J. Leilua from the Newcastle Knights was was tried to uh, was selected to play for the city, but he um, decided to stick with Samoa because he thought it was the right thing to do. If opportunities to play rep foot at a higher level comes their way, well then I'm sure that they will seriously consider it. But on this occasion, for the rep weekend of football that we did have, the play stuck pretty solid. Um, they were there last year. You know, you talk about Frank Pritchard. He was there last year, as was J.B. Leilua. And it just demonstrates that if players of that calibre um, select the, their country of heritage, then other players will follow suit. And, and you know what? Those younger players coming through the ranks will benefit by playing against those big-name players and with those big-name players and give them the confidence to go to higher levels later on. Speaking with Mel Meninga last week, he's obviously got two hats with PNG in Queensland, but he doesn't think that Origin... Uh, should have any effect on international eligibility and thinks that that should be sort of loosened up a bit and that that would help make uh, international rugby league stronger. Is is there a feeling for that amongst other people in the game or uh, is the International Federation pretty set on what the current uh, eligibility requirements are? It's not a simple issue to solve and it's something that um, there's going to be a review now that we've had this one and we've had some challenges to the eligibility rules. Something is already bedded into the program it may need a review to find tweak it, but at the end of the day, uh, everybody's got to have rules to abide by, and it just can't be a willy-nilly, I'm in one year for this team and I'm going to play with someone else the other team. There's a lack of credibility, I think, in some cases. It's definitely an area of, of uh, something that we're going to have to revisit, and we do intend to have a, a debrief uh, in the coming weeks on this issue and then come up with rules that have some flexibility but also protect the integrity of the uh, respective teams and games. For a Pacific test in 2016, is there any specific criteria? Obviously, if we look at the World Cup sides in 2013, the Cook Islands missed out this time. Uh, is it, uh, will, will it be decided on rankings or who's available or is there any thought into that yet? It's still too early uh, to determine, Vinny. I think, as I said, we, we are going to have a debrief. The Asia-Pacific Confederation met on Sunday morning after the uh, Saturday games to determine what they'll do following the two winners and the two losers. The objective was to have a Pacific Cup final. Fiji winning their um, game against Papua New Guinea has put their hand up to try and see if they can host this. This will be post the NRL Grand Final week. So the intentions are to possibly play a Pacific Cup final uh, the week after the NRL Grand Final in, in Fiji, with the two winners playing off and the two losers playing off. And there is some talk that maybe the, the loser of the playoff for third and four, fourth position would drop out and the Cook Islands would come in for next year's uh, series. So while this is sort of early debate, nothing has been firmed or bedded in yet, so time will tell over the next uh, month or so after our evaluation process is completed. That's Taz Bateri from the Rugby League International Federation.
The World 7 Series has entered the final stretch with tournaments in Glasgow and London over the coming fortnight to wrap up the season. Fiji are just four points behind series leaders South Africa and along with New Zealand can confirm a top four finish and Olympic qualification this weekend if they make it to the quarterfinals. Samoa are a distant ninth overall and are out of contention for a top four finish, meaning their Rio hopes rest on November's Oceania qualifying tournament. Assistant coach Rudolph Moores says they are still determined to end a disappointing season on a positive note. We come back home and then uh, we sort out everything, uh, review our, our boys and review the whole team. We're looking forward for this uh, tournament in Scotland. All we need is to improve the performance, to keep the performance in, and finish up in a high uh, level. I guess, Rudy, as a reflection of some of the uh, performances your team have had uh this campaign, uh, you know, some disappointing results. What that's meant is you've had some very, very tough uh, pulls in the next event, you know. So you've got South Africa and New Zealand, and Kenya can also be very tricky. Um, that's a very, yeah. very, a very challenging pull uh, in Glasgow. How do you how do you approach those matches? We told the boys uh, to be focused on uh, those uh, two games uh, in Scotland. You know, we have to approach them and we have Talk hard to them uh, to be humble and not to be afraid. But the uh, main focus up is uh, hit up and go. We can beat them. So the focus on is we have to beat the South African and Fijian and New Zealand. What's the sort of mindset? What's the approach of the team? Obviously, it's been a challenging year, and you've had a couple of you know really good tournaments, and you've had some disappointing ones. Um, uh, are people managing to stay upbeat? The players and the staff, or, are you, or is that something that you're working on, trying to keep these players in a positive frame of mind as they go into matches? Obviously, uh, as you know, uh, uh, this year we got a lot of our. Uh, we have we have to start uh, building up our big uh, uh, training squad for this uh, campaign, and also a lot of uh, our team we still uh, change every every trip because of the lot. They are all new in uh, this uh, level of the IRP. so just only a few old guys are keeping a squad to motivate. Uh, and also, we are very happy about the attitude of the players. Some new players coming in, they still focus and concentrate commitment in the training. So, yeah, we are, we are very happy about uh, our our team. Yeah, um, new three new players are in the team right now. This uh, first time in the uh, to play uh, in the IRP service. And is that to give them a chance? Is that because they've earned it in training or in, in, in uh, trial matches or is, is part of that through injuries or what, what's the uh, decision to, to give them a chance? Well, the coach, uh, we give them a chance to all the players and to, also we look at, uh, we have to build and uh, create a, a good combination for the players. That's why we, we had to sort out, uh, we don't worry about that uh, we are not uh, qualified for the Olympics, but we still have a chance to get another qualify in a forum at the end of the year. From now on, we still keep uh, the whole training squad good shape, but we all, the idea is to give uh, all the players a chance to feel the, to taste uh, the ILP 7s. OK, and uh, another player that you've got coming back for Glasgow is Tim Nanai-Williams, who had a couple of injury concerns uh, in some of the other tournaments, and unfortunately it probably uh, correlated with Samoa not playing that well, but uh, he's been in very good form for the Chiefs, and this will be quite a special tournament for him because this is his fourth one, yeah. and it will mean that he's qualified for Manu Samoa as well, so no doubt he'll be uh, very uh, keen to, to play well. Um, what are you hoping he brings to the team? Because I guess you've only got him for that one week. We give them a chance to start because this is the last uh, chance for the last uh, game for him. And then after Glasgow, uh, team will come back straight to the, to the Chiefs. 
our teams uh, wasn't performing well in the last uh, three legs because of uh, his injury. But uh, we are very proud of him uh, about uh, his performance in, at the Chiefs' uh, last two games. You can't qualify directly for the Olympic in these last two tournaments. So I guess on one hand that gives you a lot of freedom because there's no pressure in that regard. You just have to play what's in front of you. But you know, I guess what happens with some of the other teams could also have a big bearing because... Uh, Australia have lost that uh, fourth qualifying spot uh, to, yeah. e- to England. So uh, you'll be keeping a very close eye, I guess, that could have big ramifications um, You know, on whether you might have to play against Australia in that tournament at the end of the year. So is that something you guys will be keeping an eye on? Yes, that's our focus right now. Uh, but uh, we hope we still uh, Australia's got uh, a chance to be to come back in the next two legs to qualify because only nine uh, points uh, England ahead. But uh, if they doesn't make it, but uh, it's our focus in uh, the next qualifier at the fall. Australia is a very good team. We'll see what happens at the end of the year. That's the Samoa Sevens assistant coach Rudolf Morse. The Fiji Under-20 rugby team have rounded out preparations for the World Rugby Junior Trophy with a 31-12 victory over the county's Manico Junior Cavaliers. The squad flies out for Portugal on Thursday and head coach Bill Nandolo says it's vital they return to the top competition as soon as possible. The main objective is to try and uh, win a spot back to JWC and the only way we do that is if we win JWP in Portugal. The union has uh, really emphasised the importance of going back to Tier 1 uh, competition. Uh, this year they have supported the uh, preparations uh, really well. We uh, were in Australia for the Australian Under 20s competition. Okay, so you feel as well prepared as you possibly could be? Yes, I think we have, uh, we have been given good opportunities to prepare and play against very competitive teams. Uh, that will give us an indication of how well the team has prepared and things that we can work on before Portugal. Despite not being involved last year, I mean, what, what do you put Fiji getting relegated down to? I mean, no doubt you were watching or informed. Uh, you know, what, what, what do you think the reasons were for that and how have you addressed those in the past 12 months? I guess uh, the, uh, one of the biggest issues here is the transition that uh, the young boys get from uh, school into under-20 uh, level of competition and then on to the uh, test teams. Consistency is one of the main issues, and I guess that's an area that uh, we've always lacked in. Maybe in the, in the near future we can be able to have a bit more consistency in the pathway and the development of these young boys. Do you have a full-strength uh, squad that you've been able to select? I, I know there's a lot of competing teams. You've got Ben with the Sevens. You've got the uh, Flying Fijians looking ahead to a World Cup. You've got Youth Olympics or Youth Commonwealth Games coming up. There's all sorts of age group tournaments left, right and centre. We've got you know, French clubs are always trying to pick off your best players. So there's always hot competition. Have you got every player that you've wanted to or have some been unavailable? We had the issue of uh, players uh, not being available because they've signed the contract. We have a couple of players that have uh, left us, but you know, some of the, these issues are beyond our control. But yeah, the teams we have now is uh, probably the best we have available. And uh, how many players in your squad were a part of the team last year in New Zealand? We have about four boys that uh, were a part of that New Zealand. And you've got Portugal, the host nation. You've got Georgia uh, and Uruguay in your group. Um, what do you make of your opposition? What do you know about them? We just have uh, footage from uh, Junior World Trophy last year, and uh, we know these are a very good side, uh, especially in the uh, set pieces. Uh, and uh, we know that these teams against us will come and scrum all day and mall all day, and uh, we have been preparing uh, ways and, uh, to uh, just be able to win the ball and uh, maintain possession and also uh, get some points in the end.
That's the Fiji Under-20 rugby coach, Bill Nandolo. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thanks very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.